What's going on, guys? Welcome in to the Benches Cleared Podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I am Jesse Gutierrez, and I represent the side of the Los Angeles Lakers. That's who I'm representing this week. Uh, the Lakers. I'm Tyler Coe, and I'm representing the National League champion, Los Angeles Dodgers, soon to be the World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers, who came back from a 3-1 deficit to defeat the Braves in the NLCS. That's pretty special. It's almost as special. It's almost as uh, it's almost as impressive as going zero and two, and then three and one, and then winning the World Series. Not as impressive, but still, I guess a little little kudos to you. Um, since I am an official member of the Tampa Bay Giants slash Rays fan base, uh, I'm all on board. I'm all in, baby. Um, right here, Jacks everywhere. Saturday, Sunday, every day, I hit jacks. I jack it out. You know what I'm saying? God, you are so lame. You are so Are you jelly? Lame. Are you Am jelly? jelly? Am I jelly? jelly? Why listen, would I be it's, jelly? It's okay. Listen. <clears throat> they listen. have one fucking hitter. Hey, they have one listen. good hitter. Listen, I made one for you too, okay? There we go. <laughs> Takes yearly L's every year on repeat. That was actually pretty funny. Is it? That was. I that, appreciate that you. Yeah, that's uh, that's the first time I've ever been got by Jesse. It's the first time I got got. So I'm gonna get you. You, you know, know it one it, way or another. Yeah, let's go, Ray. Let's talk. Let, I'll let you get your little bit <clears throat> of. I gotta give you your daps, your props. All uh, right, here it is. We'll break down this this seven game series really fast, which is. shouldn't have gone seven games. Dodgers came out the gate, looked like shit for two games. All yeah. right. Let's be honest. I was digging the grave, ready to bury you. I was very upset. And then, you know, for game three, I knew. I knew the boys in blue were going to need a little something extra. You're going to bring up the fucking bear. The official Dodger (laughs) rally bear. And yes, if anyone's wondering, I do sleep with Mr. Bear every night. If you and your girlfriend don't share stuffed animals because you're dumb and had real kids... Enjoy that fucking <clears throat> bill for the rest of your life. Mr. Bench is cleared. Bench is cleared after night. I guarantee you there's probably a slit on the back of that thing for, for lonely nights. Uh, Mr. Bear is a baby. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Mr. Bear, the official rally bear of the Dodgers. I said it before game three. Look what we did in game three. And then the boys came back and it's all Mr. Bear. Here he is. Yeah, we're, we're going to take with his silly best Dodger bandana. We're going to take responsibility of all things that are good. Like that's that's just the way it is. Yeah, you know what, Mr. Bear, you can. Uh, he's going to do this whole podcast with his dad. <clears throat> yeah, do the whole podcast with him. That's fine. Yeah. The problem he's... is, what's going to happen to the bear when the Dodgers choke this World Series? Are you going to kill it, or do you just? Put him away. What What are no, you planning on? Doing? I just told you I sleep with him every night. <clears throat> We've had him for like two years. He just decided. He said. He said to me. He said, "Daddy, <laughs> I think the Dodgers need a little something extra. So let me put the team on my back." And that's when we gave him this cool bandana. 
Well, I hope you get a lot more um, of those bears coming to, to give the boys a, a little jolt because they ain't seen the likes of Tyler Glass now, and they ain't seen the likes of this Rays bullpen and Blake Snell. I'm ready to go. I'm so excited. Um, Blake, one thing Snell, I do, I gotta... Blake Snell, the biggest fluke Cy Young of all time. Uh-huh. Keep going. Come on. All right, well, let's let's hear maybe next week when we go on, we hear you crying and bitching. Then maybe uh <laughs> yeah. oh, Blake <laughs> then maybe so like, good. <laughs> do, have you ever heard Blake Snell talk? Yeah, it's weird. Dude, I I, I quote tweeted one time, I was like, I was so fucking shocked. I was like, my man Blake Snell looks like uh, Stinky from Hey Arnold. And he's going to have a voice like Barry White. Like, bro, this is crazy. Yeah. I was not expecting that, dude. Um, yeah, we do gotta, we gotta, yeah. We do got to mention the Braves a little bit. Man, they they did a lot better than I, I – I mean, like I said last podcast, all of my predictions are um, obviously in a view of I want the Dodgers to lose really bad. So, I mean, Dodgers were the favorite. It looked like the, the Braves were going to come out with this, especially with Max Free going off the way he did, Ian Anderson going off the way he did, and Bryce going off the way he did. Uh, but, I mean, and, and no way is this excusing or, like, being like, oh, they would have won if. But if we're looking towards the future, man, that Braves lineup with adding Mike Soroka back next year, they're a good team, man. And, and, they're and next team. year I think they're, they're going to be – very dangerous. I think they're going to be a favorite to go far. Um, I, I can't imagine the Dodgers still not being the favorite, no matter what the outcome of this this World Series is. Um, but they're they're just a really good team. I'm really excited to see what they do in next year, unless the Giants are in, of course. Yeah, I mean, you got to tip your cap to those guys. I mean, you had yeah. young guys that stepped up. Um, you they're know, all coming back next year. Yeah, so Anderson, and then you know. Uh, Pache basically was put into an everyday role once Duvall went down and Camargo had to come up. Uh, I mean, they, they played well. I, I really think the difference Riley. the difference in the series was them making mistakes and obviously the Dodgers taking advantage of them, but the way the Dodgers took advantage of them, they were such huge momentum shifts. Like you have the fucking yeah. um, Marcelo Zuna, leaving the bag early on that great catch by Mookie and then getting the double yeah. or double play yeah. last night. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, what are you doing with the Danzy Swanson, Danzy, Dansby Swanson and Riley? I mean, that could not have ended any worse for the Braves because yeah. I remember audibly saying when that was happening, because there's a man on second, third, there's no outs. And I said, if they have professional at bats, that's two runs. If you hit yeah. two stack flies right there to right field, that's two easy runs. Yeah. And, well, and that's they, the thing. They fucked themselves Dan- out. would have got called out, right? It, w- it would have been, um, it would have been an out. But the thing is, is Riley left so late. You know, like you, you you're not a fast guy. Well, it's because you know, and that, he, that's the thing that really fucked it up. He broke, and then took a step back to second and then went back to third. If he would have just kept going and would have never taken that step back, he yeah. would have been fine. He would have been safe because, I mean, the play was close. And that's the other yeah. thing. We Pretty almost mistakes. didn't get any outs because yeah. Justin Turner missed and got the bottom of, of his foot. Yeah. And then the way Riley slid in, kind of snuck his other foot in there. 
I mean, it, it was crazy. That was here's, the biggest momentum shift of the series by far. Yeah. And here's my, my, my take on, on the series is the Dodgers almost, and this might be a hater take. I don't know. Um, I feel like the Dodgers almost lost it themselves by not treating starting pitchers like starting pitchers. Um, I feel like if you give Bueller his game, give Kershaw his game, I don't know what the fuck they were doing with May like every other day. That, let, that, May, let Dustin May fucking start. Let Tony Gonsolin start. Have one of the guys, either uh, Urias or maybe even May or Gonsolin, whoever they have the least uh, you know, faith in, I, have them be a piggyback guy. They're good pitchers. Let them be starters and don't put them in random fucking positions to where they can, you know, I feel like you're shooting yourself in your foot by doing that. I honestly did not like the move to start May yesterday. I knew he was only going to go one, two at the max if he got out of the first inning. Yeah, he would have been perfect. Six to maybe. ten pitches. Um, you know, and then he throws four or eight straight balls. He has two four-pitch walks right out of the gate. And then Gonsolin's first batter gives up a home run. You know, I'm looking at this thinking, holy shit, Roberts already blew it for us. Like, it's fucking over. Like, we have yeah. – it's looking terrible. Kiki made him look like a genius. You know? he, and he that's did. what I think that's also, what that's like the goggles off of him. Also, I will give credit to him for keeping Julio in for the ninth. Yeah. Jansen was warming up, and I thought Keep your for sure in. Jansen's coming in. And I'm, with how he pitched in game five and six, that's not the worst thing in the world. But Julio was dealing and has been yeah. dealing all postseason. So and now that we're shifting into a seven-game series with technically three days off because we have the off day today and then there's two during the series, Julio is going to – I think it's going to be a conventional starter now. I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to be seeing him coming out of the bullpen until maybe a game. I hope so. I, I hope I so too. Because I, I just don't – I don't get it. And one thing – that is getting lost in baseball. I hate how, you know, you either anal- analytics or old school. Uh, you can ha- you could be a happy medium. Yeah. You know, and I think Roberts made a happy medium choice when he saw how Urias was pitching, and left him out there. I think that this analytic thing is going too far, where it's like you gotta go numbers or everything's like I I just I just don't understand. You gotta watch you gotta watch the games. You know. And if someone is dealing, leave them the fuck in. I don't yeah. care if most likely third times through the order they're going to get poked. Give them the shot because you don't know. Because guess what? Your sixth inning guy who's who's your one of your bullpen aces who the team saw three times in, in the series already, He's not. it's not an automatic shutdown inning just because <clears throat> the numbers match it up. The, ma- the numbers aren't also matching up same series three times in a row. So, like – you got to watch what's going on, and I think we need to give a little more power to eye tests and keep mm. analytics because analytics are great, and then they have a home in sports, and they always will, but I think they're starting to get too high in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing to that kind of overinflates the numbers for the postseason is just because there has been no off days, you're kind of sharing the workload with, you know, your starters and your relievers where your relievers are kind of expected to throw a lot closer to how many pitches a starter's throwing. So I think that's why, you know, they're really trying to walk that tightrope of balancing the two. But if 
I mean, still, even without the inflation of this postseason, I think that's the way things are going. And I also don't like it. Um, but I can't really complain because of the postseason, just because the circumstances and, you know, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Hit Stud and dud of the week. For stud and dud of the week, this week, I got three for you. And they're all studs. Number one, Corey Seager, obvious, don't have to say much. MVP of the NLCS. The dude absolutely mashed, hitting home uh-huh. runs. His defense was stellar. You can't say enough about Corey Seager. Cody Bellinger, game-winning home run to send the Dodgers to the World Series. Has been playing stellar defense, had a robbery. He's been playing out of his mind, kind of. And I He's think high he, out of his mind. That's what he is. He absolutely He's is. High out of his mind. He's going to carry that momentum into the World Series, he and then bring number, it with him to the World Series is what you're saying, dude. He has he bought an ounce. He's good. He's getting an ounce every day. He's fine. And then number three, Mookie Betts, obviously. Um, you Didn't know, do as much might, of the bat as I was expecting, but yeah. But but that's the thing is people might look at what he's done with the bat. The numbers don't reflect how good he's been. Because in clutch spots, he's getting on. His his base running has been tremendous. And then obviously, I mean, his defense with, you know, the two amazing catches and then that one before it hit the ground to double up Ozuna. I mean, those were all huge momentum swings that propelled the Dodgers forward to a win. So, you know, can't say enough about him and just all the guys, really. I mean, you have Kike Hernandez in game seven, tying the game up with that pinch hit home run. He can do you know, what Kike does. He's not, he's yeah. not going to hit 300, but he, he gets big time home runs off of lefties. And that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Unfortunately, that's the way the cookie crumbles. No, dud. no duds. You're so fucking stupid, dude. You are okay. so well, fucking, I'm, no, no, you're done. That's it. Well, I'll I cut uh, you off. You told you, me you I had to no. be quick. You said no dud. You ain't getting it done. So guess what? Guess who is not being able to put that good juju on their team? That is you because last week you said Dave Roberts and, and Kenley Jansen are the duds. Kenley looked incredible. That's true. And Dave Roberts, in my opinion, like I felt like almost played himself out of the World Series uh, with some of the, the pitching decisions, but he made up for it with that Kike move. And so guess what? You're fucked. No, now I will say it of the week. Dead of the week, Joe <laughs> Kelly. Figure your Joe. shit out. Get your fucking shit under control. Because without that Mookie double play, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. who knows what could have happened? So Dude, I would be happy. Kelly. I would be happy and you would be contemplating suicide, like you always say. So that uh that's sure what would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh and we're gonna do a quick before we, we, we get into this this World Series preview, we gotta go fuck you of the week. It's got to be the Houston Astros because fuck those guys. And I'm so happy they're gone. Fuck them. All of them. Carlos Correa. What are you going to say now? What are you going to say now? And yeah, I'm just going to stick on that train. You know, they did, they did bump a little bit up in my, in my book. I mean, the, the shitty year they had and they, yeah, they showed, they showed some balls in, in, in the playoffs. Dusty does what Dusty does. Uh, you know, I'm a oh, obviously <laughs> Dusty guy. Jesus. Uh, talk about Homer. I, Come on. I mean, the, the Zach Greinke move, that was, that's fucking classic old school dude that you got to love when it comes to starting pitching. But they're out. Everyone's happy. I don't have my worst nightmare World Series. Fuck that guy. And you can quote me on that. Thank you, my new second favorite team, Tampa Bay Rays, 
Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Rays and how they're going to put the smack down people's eyebrow and smack down. Yeah, uh, on, I can't do it. Um, on the Dodgers, let's talk about the Rays with someone that knows the Rays ins and out way better than we do. Now we'd like to welcome into the Benches Clear podcast to get a nice Rays take. We got our friend Brett Rutherford of the Rays, Raise Your Voice podcast. Ray, Brett, I almost called you Ray. Brett, thank you so much for coming on, man. And thank you so much. I mean, obviously, you were a huge part of knocking out the Astros. So thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Well, me, yeah, me personally, you know, I, I took a, played a huge role in that. So exactly. Uh, hey, we're all representatives for I, our team. We're going to take all the credit, whether yeah. if it's good. I heard you were at home watching the game, cheering them on, and that gave the boys what they needed to get. To not, you know, have the reverse sweep to get that game seven win. Uh, I, w- so. I will say that we did uh, raise your voice or a D raise bay. We weren't actually calling it raise your voice. It was our D raise bay playoff podcast series. Now that we got into the postseason, um, mm-hmm. instant reaction podcast for for every playoff game. And I guarantee you that just like the players, I felt the seven straight games, no off days, just as much as them. We were up until 2 a.m. Eastern time recording these podcasts, Jesus. and it was a grind. Wow. So these past couple off days before we get to the World Series, uh, they've been very much welcomed. So I have a, just a quick question. Are you from Florida, like born and raised? Yeah, bo- born and raised. So the Rays, they're the Tampa Bay Rays. They play in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is on like the west side of Tampa Bay, the body of water. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up on the other side of the bay, just south of, of the city of Tampa. And yeah, born and raised and, and, and been a Rays fan my whole life. So so what do you, what is it like being an East Coaster when there are these nationally broadcast games that start at 8 o'clock? Because I remember when I was in New York last summer, staying up till 10 to watch a Dodgers game. Yeah. And it was horrible. But I mean, even staying up till 8, the game's going to be over at midnight. I mean, we've never really had to experience that. So yeah, only extra innings like yeah. when, when, it, when, it's, when it's national broadcast it's like oh games start at five now not seven yeah like yeah. think of the the east coasters watching game three of the 2018 world series the 18 inning game oh i, I mean, fell asleep in on my couch in that game in like the seventh inning woke up like two hours later and the game was still going on and uh like in the middle of the night on my couch and watch watch the end of this but it's it's crazy i mean i, I do enjoy like during the regular season Rays games start at seven o'clock eastern time they're over if i'm still awake i can you know flip on mlb tv and flip through the dodger game or the giants game or whatever um but i can't imagine like what it's like for you guys out on the west coast like it's 10 o'clock and now games are done like what do you do at that time of the night at, at ten, well, we're we're past thirty, so we go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> so we got, we, uh, Common misconception: is, not past thirty. Why do you always try to paint me as this old man? Because I, you're, <laughs> I'm, I'm tagging people in with me. Okay, I'm not going to be like, well, oh, I'm thirty. I'm going to rope you in with me, and I'm going to at least take that from you. But I, I, I do know, I knew what it was like to be you for one postseason, 2014. Uh, I was actually on my honeymoon in Florida. And that uh, the longest playoff game in history, that the 18 inning between the Nationals and the Giants, I was at Chili's from five o'clock to midnight watching that game on my honeymoon. <laughs> How much Chili's was your really? bill? Uh, no, you know it was actually kind of great because we we ate dinner because we got there in time for the uh, the the Dodgers game too. They were playing the the Cardinals. My wife's a huge Dodger fan, and we we ate our food, watched the game, and then we were chilling there. And then we just ate our leftovers a little bit later, 
And then like it like it like hit twelve and it was about and like the game was about to be over and they were like, bro, you guys gotta leave and it was it just finished. Did you so, only go to Chili's on your honeymoon to watch the game? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's all I wanted to know. So I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. For, wait, for wait, personal wait, sake, I on. hope that's the case. Just hold on. Time out. So you think that like on your honeymoon you have to have like high end meals? Is that what you're trying to get at? Not fucking Chili's. Time? I'll tell you what. When you go when you go to Disney Disney World. You know, you don't have a whole lot of money left over to go to four-star restaurants, okay? Credit cards, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you appearance uh, of being rich when you're not. We talk about this all day. Uh, well, let's let's get a little bit into the, the Astros series. Um, I was a little worried for you guys, and honestly, my worst nightmare was the Dodgers-Astros World Series because I was like, who the fuck do I root for? So... Um, how, how nervous were you, I guess, game by game after you were up 3-1? Or 3-0, I mean, well, It was 3-0, yeah. yeah so, I mean, it, it, in the ALCS, like, you're nervous even when you have a 3-0 lead just because you could see you know, your team clinch it that, that night. And I don't think my, my nervousness ever really hit like an all-time high. I mean, after they won game four, I was like, all right, I mean, they still have three games to do it, but the first, like, even the three games that the Rays won were so close, they could have gone either way. So you heard a lot of people say, like, even though it was 3-0 at one point, it felt a lot closer. And game six was probably at my, when I was at my most nervous. After that, though, going into game seven, I feel like a different series. So I wasn't as nervous going into game seven, as weird as that might really? sound, because at that point, it's like, all right, we won three straight, they won three straight, now there's just one game left. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, ultimately, I'm glad that uh, it ended in the Rays' favor, of course. Yeah, I mean, especially since the Astros, you know, they, they had this, the terrible season they did. I was expecting them to get the first round knockout. Um, and honestly, I hate to say this, but they did earn a little bit of my respect to go that deep against, you know. I mean, yeah, you could chalk it up to the Twins and the A's just being master choke yeah. artists of the postseason, but – that this race team is is really good, and to go seven games uh, without Justin Verlander, uh, they do get a little bit of respect um, to where they're a good team. You yeah, know, it yeah, is what it yeah. is. Sure, sure, sure. But I think that's more of kind of the infuriating part for me is really? they are good. They are a good team. Like you, you can't deny that they they are a good team. And in 2017, because they had you know, Justin Verlander, they were arguably a better team and they still cheated. Like you, yeah. you have a good team. Like why even fucking bother doing it? And I know, I feel like they kind of proved the point. Like, yeah, we, you know, the reason I was really worried about them winning this series is because if they made it to the playoffs, that would kind of give them, you know, world series, world series. It would kind of back up what they were saying this whole time of, yeah, you know, we're going to make it back. The cheating didn't affect the World Series. And that's what oh, I was kind God. of worried about. But, I mean, yeah. they are a good team. And so to to cheat and kind of, you know, disgrace the sanctity of baseball when you have a team that's not the fucking Pittsburgh Pirates, <laughs> like, that's that's infuriating. It, so it, I'm, it, I'm very happy they lost. It goes back, though, to last year in the ALDS when the Rays and Astros met up. They went up two nothing. We won two games at the Trop, forced a game five where Garrett Cole was 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 awesome. And it was Garrett Cole, <laughs> and uh, they ended up winning that game. And Tyler Glass now 
gave up like five runs in the first inning. And it came out that he was tipping his pitches. Um, and even though there's no definitive proof that averaging last season or last year in the postseason, it was very uh, convenient how quickly they were able to pick up on his, his pitch thing in that game. So there was a little bit of like revenge to be had by the Rays, even oh, though yeah. I think for most Rays fans, after beating the Yankees, that was that was the revenge too. That was the all big the stuff one that happened in the regular season. Yeah. That once you get yeah. to the ALCS and you're playing the Astros, it's not about them. It's about getting to the World Series. So, yeah, there was definitely some some revenge, a tinge of revenge in, in, in the ALCS. But just just getting there was, was what was important. Not definitely, and especially because there was in the report it was saying that they were still there was evidence of them still cheating after not just in 2017 and the trash bangs were gone so they also didn't release how they were cheating so i think that's what you know caused a huge stir but i mean we we can talk about this shit all day and you know what fuck them we're done talking about they're out they suck i hate them with all my heart let's talk about the world series uh the reason that we're here unfortunately the dodgers are in it um what let's let's get into some predictions how do you think this is gonna uh end up brett Ooh, predictions right away. Um, yeah, you know these are, it. these are <laughs> these are the two best teams in baseball this year. Best team from the AL, best team from the NL. That doesn't often happen in the World Series. You don't often yeah. see a, yeah. a matchup quite like this. And it's also really weird because the way the schedule worked out this year, like the Dodgers only played teams in the NL West and in the AL West, and the Rays AL East and NL East. So yeah. you didn't get to see the full body of work of like what these teams would do around the league and in, and in other you know interleague play. So. It's really interesting. I do think these are the two best teams. I think the Dodgers are, are a better roster. They, they had a better record. Um, they've got an incredible lineup. Uh, but you look at these two pitching staffs, probably the two best in the league in, in all of baseball, and they match up really, really well. Uh, now this is a new format in terms of this year. You know, these last two rounds, there's been no off days. Now you get a traditional format, off day after game two, off day after game five. I'm not sure which team that kind of benefits more because you always talk about the Rays and their bullpen depth and all the, the stable of guys that they've got. Um, now maybe those guys get more rest. Maybe your, your starting pitchers get more rest. I think this is going to go seven games. Um, and I'm just going to have to say Rays in seven. Uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would be disappointed in myself if I said otherwise. But it, it is going to be, I think, one of the most entertaining baseball-wise World Series uh, in in recent memory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I like everything that you said. I, I I have to agree with. You know, I think these <clears throat> the Dodgers have the best lineup in baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays pitching staff and bullpen is insane, and those guys can shove, and they're just going to match up really well. And I think. Before the season started, I said the Dodgers were going to beat the Rays in six games in the World Series. So because nice that, flex there, okay, that, I like that. I'm saying because that still could come true, I'm sticking with it. However, with it. I could definitely see it going seven, and and it's going to be it's going to be a battle. I think it's just going to be grinding out a lot of at bats. The big thing is though, like Brett was saying, those two off days, I think are just going to equally benefit both teams the Rays bullpen certainly needs some rest the Dodgers yeah they get a little bit of a leg up because they get two days you guys just get one right and the the Rays also have to travel the Dodgers get to stay put in Texas that's true and and I do think the advantage you know we talk about 
there's no home field advantage throughout these playoffs. But now I think we're going to see it because the yeah. Rays. I mean, the Dodgers have been playing there all, all postseason. They do have a little bit of, of a home field right. advantage. So you know, <clears throat> the the Rays have a speedy outfield, so I think they're going to adjust pretty quickly. But I do think we get a slight advantage just kind of knowing the park. So I think the home field advantage finally comes into play for a game or two at least. So we'll see how that ends up. The, the one thing I'd refute that with is I've been watching some of the games at Globe Life, and the lighting in there reminds me of the TROP uh, pre-2018 or 19 when they installed the new LED lights. It looks really gloomy. Like the lighting is not great. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it bounces off the walls or anything there, but – Got to, got to mention the Trop. So maybe guy a guy like Kevin Kiermeyer, who's been with the Rays for six or seven years now, might have a bit of an advantage out there trying to read fly balls in that outfield. Yeah, I, I think they'll be okay in that sense. I think it's more Dodgers of... outfield. Don't look don't look too scared of it though. They've been making yeah. some <laughs> no. stupid yeah. fucking plays, dude. God. Mookie's like a Mookie's fucking so, cheat code. It's so, so annoying. He's so cool. I love that guy. Well, Mookie. One interesting thing about Mookie Betts is obviously the Dodgers lineup last year was probably was probably the best in baseball. And they go out and add Mookie Betts. Are you kidding me? Mookie Betts, more plate appearances against the Rays in his career than any other team. 438 plate appearances against the Rays, 892 OPS, 16 home runs. This guy, I mean, he, he hits against anyone, but he really hits against yeah. And <laughs> yeah. having him on this team, like the Rays, when he left the AL East and the return, the, all the Red Sox got back was Alex Verdugo. Um, that was something that we were really happy about. We're like, oh, we don't see Mookie Betts anymore. Now we're getting him in the World Series. So I think, <laughs> I think Rays fans are not looking yeah. forward to seeing him in the lineup. Yeah, well, the Dodger fans on the other side are not looking forward to seeing uh, Margot or Hunter Renfro because those guys yeah. were Dodger killers. Dude, I, I felt the same way about Mar- Margot and Renfro killed the Giants too. And – I mean, we could talk about, I mean, just it's certain guys, even though I have shitty numbers, they just do well against certain teams. Yeah. I would expect them to get some time, a lot more time than they weren't getting uh, in, in, in the other series for sure. Yeah. I definitely think that's going to be a, a matchup to watch because they don't kind of jump out at you, you know, but against the Dodgers, yeah. they've, they've killed them. And especially so, if that's, I mean, because Mookie, you're, you're counting on Mookie. Mookie's your, your best player, yeah. right? I mean, Renfro and Margot are not the race best players, so you're still expecting. I mean, Rosarena is the hottest dude on the planet. And, <laughs> yeah, that's and then, a, like, and then you also have those guys that, that kind of gives them a little bit of a leg up, you know. Um, as far as what do you guys, if if your respected team wins, who do you guys think is going to be the MVP and uh, let's say like an unsung hero? Mm. Tyler, you want to start? <clears throat> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll jump in on it. Um, I'm just stalling. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think for, for MVP, it's hard to say that it won't be Corey Seager again, just because he's been so hot. And I think that's so hot right series. now, but just like Brett was saying with the way Mookie has hit against the Rays over the past few years and his time in Boston, maybe that comes into play and with his defense. Um, but I think it's definitely Mookie be, Seager. I think it's going to be one of those Corey two Betts. guys. I think Bellinger, is going to have a great series. Muncy's going to have a great series, but I think it's going to it's going to boil down between one of those two guys. But if I had to choose, I would say Corey Seager. Yeah, I like that. Uh, for the Rays, I mean, the fact that I, I said this was going to go seven uh, and the way it looks like the pitching rotation is going to line up for the Rays, 
would be Charlie Morton in game three, and then again in game seven. And he just pitched an amazing game in game seven of the ALCS. He's pitched in game seven of the World Series before. Um, I, I would have to say Charlie Morton, most experienced uh, player on this roster. He's amazing in the postseason. He's amazing in winner-take-all games uh, and, and a true leader for, for the pitching staff. So if the Rays went in seven, Charlie Morton, I, I think he would be the guy that is ultimately uh, winning the MVP. An unsung hero, and I think it really depends on how the Rays use him, uh, Yoshi Tsutsugo. So a guy they signed out of Japan last offseason uh, struggled at the plate this year, but still drew a lot of walks and had some good power. He had a, he had a uh, what was his batting average? Like 197, but had a much higher um, on-base percentage, hit eight home runs. Hasn't been used a whole lot in the postseason notes thus far, but if he gets in the game, he's going to work counts, he's going to draw walks, and he'll probably run into one. So Yoshi Tsutsuga is a guy who might have a big one. That's just wishful thinking on my part because I think he should be in the lineup more often for the Rays. Mm-hmm. But if, if he does get in this year, he's, he's going to have an impact. Yeah, when you got a heart for a guy, man, you just you, you want him to get those opportunities. I always I, I loved the the Charlie Morton shout out, especially because you know you're talking about big game pitchers and the graphic they sh- they showed you know his about his being in postseason history. He was number three in big in uh, closing games. Yeah. Madison Bumgarner being number one with a zero ERA. Yeah. That's the only thing I got. Let me have this one thing. Yeah. Okay. I gotta. I gotta. All postseason, I gotta hear you talk shit. Like, <laughs> uh, fuck you. And I'm just sitting here like this. Like, uh, what do you guys think? Because yeah. I'm just over here holding my balls. Like, this is so. <laughs> let me have this one. All right. Fuck well, you, Tyler. Who's your unsung hero? Bitch? Let the big boys talk. Um. <laughs> so it seems weird saying unsung hero. And naming this person, but I'm going to say Clayton oh, Kershaw. Here we go again. I'm going to say Clayton oh, Kershaw. No. Clayton okay. Kershaw, I think he, you know, everyone shits on him for his postseason, and he has had a few bad games. A few yeah. bad, I should say. Because if you Which put him out there, right. But if you remove two or three seventh innings, oh, he probably shouldn't have gone out. He's, he's looking great. I'm sorry. Think, if you're an ace, you should be able to go seven. Okay. I, I'm not a huge. I think, I think Kershaw buckles down, and I think he gets two wins in the series, and he pitches two gems. At least that's uh, what I'm telling myself. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what and my- I, I, I got mad at you last series for picking him. You you picked him for was that MVP or unsung hero last series, Tyler? I forgot which one. I, Kershaw? And I got mad at you. Yeah. Well. Either way, I was fucking wrong. So <laughs> I know, but what, what I'm saying is, I got mad at you because you were because uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, best pitcher of our generation." That's really, uh, I think it was unsung hero. Yeah. I was like unsung hero, and then you're like, "Well, postseason." And then I was like, "Well, it's only sixty game season, so technically it's midseason." But yes, I will give that to you now because he has started. Well, I don't want to say started the postseason uh, bad because I mean he did really good in the other two series, but um, you know. He's starting to do his yeah, little dip. You, so, you, all, you also have to. You also have to think. You know, getting scratched from his first start. Yeah, I'm yeah. not so convinced he's going to start game one, even though he has been announced. Uh, I'm not going to believe gonna it until. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. I'm still yeah. worried about him oh, getting no, wait. scratched. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess Bueller wouldn't start because that would be what he's just. That's yeah. It's only two games. Yeah, yes, if I'm he, stupid. If, don't listen to me. If Kershaw can't that. start, I don't know who the hell does. So, hopefully. No back holds up there's no spasms and you know we can kind of see it 
But also, I just want to point out there's there's a bigger picture here that I think we've been ignoring. This is for like the ultimate supremacy. The Lightning won the Stanley mm. Cup. The Lakers won the NBA mm. championship. Now, you know, <clears throat> Tampa's either going to take two major sports championships or Los Angeles is. So I think this is also bigger than just baseball. So Definitely. I'm I mean, I mean the, the most I'll, important thing to me is I didn't even think about that. Winning, but so for Tampa, for the Tampa Bay area, the Lightning hadn't won the Stanley Cup since 04. The Bucks haven't won the Super Bowl since the, the 02 season. Uh, and the Rays have obviously never won a World Series. So this definitely does mean a lot. And I, I was always like with the lockdown, and we knew that when sports came back that there was probably going to be no fans or limited fans. I was kind of worried. I'm like, is this going to be the year that like the Tampa Bay teams just win everything and nobody's going to be able to, <laughs> right. be able to see it? Yeah. But the moments yeah. have been great. Like the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, the Rays getting to the World Series, like it's honestly felt just just as good as I thought it would. And uh, yeah, now there's only I mean, four wins left for the Rays. So I mean, and we're also discounting, you know, who the <coughs> who the Lakers played. I mean, technically it's not Tampa Bay team. But, no, we know, don't associate with we're Miami. We're still in Florida. Yeah, well, I mean, Florida's well, a big we're, state. Well, we're California. All, all, <laughs> Florida, I mean, come on. We as as California boys, we're like, oh, Florida's Florida. <laughs> yeah. So I understand. the other the other <laughs> thing too is the Bucks could, you know, they got Tom Brady. They might make a run. Uh, Los yeah. Angeles, as far as I'm concerned, has no football team, even though we have two. So <laughs> I don't really give a shit about that. I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, I hope the Dodgers take it. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun series. I I. I don't think there's anything, you know, speaking as a Dodge fan that you could say about the Rays that you really dislike. I mean, they're a smaller market team with a small payroll. And I mean, these guys can just flat out play. I mean, what's there to dislike? I mean, there's one thing to dislike. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it, Brad. No, I was just saying, Rays fans fans can really say the same things about the the Dodgers. Andrew Friedman, who built the Rays up way back when, goes to the Dodgers and as much as that hurt when him and Madden left um, for the Dodgers and the Cubs um, a lot of credit goes to Andrew Friedman if not most of the credit for building up that that first run of Ray playoff teams 08 2010 2011 uh, they went to that World Series in 08 so Andrew Friedman to see him kind of flourish in LA and I know that the World Series has still been eluding the Dodgers but they're this year obviously Rays fans don't want to see him win it this year yeah um I I I think I think the Dodgers are a likable team I I, Jesse I know that probably to you here but I I think the Giants are likable too are you being a frowny face bitch right now I can't see (laughs) I just hate I hate every no and I I get it like the Rays I mean they they have the same like philosophy but the Dodgers are actually able to you know are able to pay those players um one thing because I am now uh, a week-long Tampa Bay Rays fan, well, um, especially well, because well. especially because the the Giants were almost the Tampa Bay Giants. Uh, so yeah, there's another reason there. Um, but t- to get on board, try to get me on board with the opener because I fucking hate the opener. That's I think strange. it's terrible for baseball. I definitely don't like and that. And I hate it. Yeah. Um, so. The, the Rays kind of unraveled that, that plan a couple years ago back in 2018, and it was really done out of, out of necessity. So you had so many pitchers go on the aisle, yeah. so many pitchers you know, get Tommy John surgery that year. And at that point for that team, it worked. And, and they ended up having to do it like you know, every you know, three, times through, three out of five times through the rotation, you were having to throw an opener out there. 
Um, now, really, especially in the playoffs, I would expect maybe one opener. And probably a Game 7, you might see an opener just because Game 7s are weird. But how I would pitch the opener to you is, is how Rays fans have kind of gotten on board. We like to consider all 27 outs the same. you got to get 27 outs to win a ball game. Yeah. So why not, when the best hitters at the top of the lineup, one, two, three in the first inning, why not throw one of your high leverage, best relievers out there to get those outs and then turn it over to, there's a couple pitchers that come after the opener. I've heard like the bulk pitcher, the, the I like to call it the headliner. You've got the opener and then okay. you've got the headliner. <laughs> oh, you right. Turn the ball over to the headliner. Usually it's been Ryan Yarbrough. He's been probably the most used headliner in this raised team. You get him the ball in the second inning, maybe you because the first inning, most like I think that's the highest scoring inning out of all nine innings is the first inning. So maybe you turn the ball over to him with the lead. He can get through the uh, the, the batting order once or twice. Then all of a sudden you blink and you're in the sixth or seventh inning and you've got your high leverage guys coming in there to close it out. And yeah, as a baseball fan my whole life, like it took a long time to get used to. Uh, and you see some really weird decisions like that the Rays make, like pulling Charlie Morton in that game seven at six, six yeah. pitches in the sixth inning. Yeah. And as much as I'd love to see <laughs> Charlie Morton go out there and pitch a complete game shutout in game seven of the ALCS, the one thing I value more than that is winning. And that's what the Rays, with the methods that they've had, have shown me that they're capable of doing. So whatever it takes. Not only winning because the same thing happened with Snell the day before. I mean, these guys aren't that gassed going into the World Series. So, I mean, the most important thing is you won, but you also are coming off an appearance where you threw 60 pitches as opposed to 100. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a huge deal. Yeah, Yeah, but if if your idea of your your headlining pitcher to to pitch the same amount as he would if he was starting the game, right, and you're you're trying to – set him back three um, three to six hitters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would technically be doing the same thing. You're just going to face those three to uh, one through three hitters in the sixth inning if you're going to get the same amount of outs yeah. in the first inning. So that that's where I, I don't understand it. And the and one thing, I um, I get it. It's out of necessity. You've got to play some – do mess with some shit and, and try to mess with things. And I, I, I would be on board with that. But the idea, like, I, I think we're going too much – away from the starting pitcher and too much into the bullpen where, you know, back, you know, you could say maybe five years ago, it was way different, you know, and it was like, you know, you need to pull your starters a little bit sooner. I feel like it's getting too much to where you're seeing relievers too many times. And especially with this year, no days off, you know, you don't want to see the, you know, your guys to see the the start a third time through the order. That's the worst thing in the world. But then you see the same reliever three days in a row. Like it's, I don't know. I, I just feel like we're getting too far away from it. I'm on board with it for seven games. I hope it works. But <laughs> I just I, – I, I hate the opener thing. I, I would just I, – especially because I think the Dodgers don't need it. And I feel like they, they do this thing where um, you know, I just don't understand why they don't just say, hey, May, you're game three. Gonson, you're game four. You know, I, I, as far as the leash, I, I think it should be different. I mean, I think yours should be good, um, you know, piggyback at least one of them and have, have them ready, and I, and I get it. But if you don't need it, I feel like it's not a better strategy when you don't need right, it. Right, right. Well, you saw the Yankees do that again in the ALDS against the Rays. They uh, announced Davey Garcia as the yeah. starter. He pitches one inning, and then Aaron Boone goes to Jay Happ, and the Rays just teed off on Jay Happ. Yeah. And it's like he was trying to be a little too tricky with it and yeah. like trying to mimic the Rays. 
but Davey Garcia is the better pitcher at this point. Exactly. Why, yes. Why not have him get those outs? It's like, yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. It's definitely like a team by team thing. If, and, and the Rays are also lucky enough to where they have not just one or two relievers that are capable of closing the door. They had 12 different guys record saves this year. They've got a long yeah. list of pitchers that they can throw in there and mix things up. That, a lot of guys in the stable. <laughs> That's a yeah. A stable. lot of guys that fucked over my fantasy baseball team. Every time, <laughs> do not. Like, no, this guy, he's going to be the closer. Do he's going to be getting the Razor relievers in your fantasy yeah. leagues. It yeah. Never yeah. Nick it Anderson killed me. Nick Anderson's like the best reliever in baseball for my money. And he had like four saves this season. Like, That's it's just, stupid. it's not a smart yeah. idea uh, to draft them in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. But um, one, go for it. I was just going to say, I think that is just such a smart way to play it. And I hope more teams, including the Dodgers, start going that way where you know, the closer is more of a committee thing and people aren't just committed to these innings. It just seems so arbitrary. Like, all right, you're getting the ninth because we say so and we're just going to ride it. Like, it's so frustrating to see Mm -hmm. managers not go with the hot hand or, you know, give a couple other guys a chance to go in in high leverage situations. Because, I mean, especially for the Dodgers, when you have Kenley, I mean, who looked great in the past or in game five and six, he looked great. the Braves? Yeah, he looked great, but has been shaky in the postseason the past couple of years, has been shaky this season. It's just frustrating to just, he's our guy. It's like, but at what point do you try, just... Trident has blown up a little bit, and Gratterall has given, um, you know, you know, lost a game too, and... Canley's hot right now. I would get. I would stick with Canley until he oh, doesn't I'm look not, hot. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying in general for baseball, I think if people adapted that mindset that the Rays have, as with, yeah, you know, as far as the closer goes, you get a lot more bang for your buck. Is all I'm saying. The idea is you paid him so much money and he's done all this for you, so it's just give him the ball. But at the same time, that could also fuck you over, so you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know. Yeah. I, I. I got he you. He gets his money um, regardless if we win or lose. Just fucking yeah. win. Why let him take your money and give you losses? That's exactly. the same thing when you pay a, a starter, you know, a, a bunch of money is at the end of his contract. And like, well, we have to give him the starting position. I mean, we paid him all this money. Like, he's taking your money already regardless. Don't let him give you L's as well. Yeah, it's um, fully guaranteed. It doesn't matter. Um, because from the Dodgers aspect, I don't see the roster changing whatsoever from the CS. No. Do you see anyone kind of sliding in in the yeah. World Series roster? So I think move is going to be made um brett phillips was on the roster for the first two rounds was left off the roster going into the lcs to add another pitcher with seven straight games um and they they actually added josh fleming um i could see them adding fleming uh adding phillips back i don't know which pitcher they would pitch maybe shane mcclanahan who's another guy who's the first pitcher ever to make his major league debut in the postseason um he might get left off for this world series and phillips doesn't really provide much at the plate, but he was a guy the Rays acquired from the Royals um, in August, and he can come in as a defensive replacement, but primarily I think would be used as a pinch runner. So I expect him to be added for one of the pitchers just because you have those off days added in now. You don't need as many pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brett Phillips would be the guy I expect to slot in. We do these things. They're like little okay. rapid-fire questions, but we're going to press you. have come a little out of pocket, so we kind of okay. say they're slow pitch because they're lobbed up to you. Okay, gotcha. Um, they're meatballs. They're meatballs. Um, so if you could hit a home run or strike somebody out, one, both, whatever you want to do, who would it be off of? Home run off of Randy Johnson. Uh, okay. Just because, I mean. Forever Randy Giant, Randy Johnson. 
Who, yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't want to hit a, hit a home run off of Randy Johnson? Uh, strikeout. Uh, now, I think more than ever, uh, Carlos Correa. Give me Carlos Fuck Correa. That That's the best answer out. we yeah. have gotten this whole. <laughs> we also have a segment called Fuck, Fuck You of the Week, and he's been on it multiple times. Fuck that guy. And you can Rightfully quote me on so. that. Rightfully so. <laughs> What's your walk up music? Walk up music. Oh, ooh, I haven't thought about this one before. Um, <clears throat> I, I think I would go for something really funky. Like, give me something like funky. I love that. Old school funk. You're talking about like uptown funk I'm not, you up. Not necessarily funk music. I'm just thinking like oh, okay. Like something that you wouldn't expect to be a walk up song. Like, give me like Africa or something like that. Like, give me something <laughs> that's gonna totally throw people off. Uh, it'll make people like you know raise their heads if they're staring at their phones. Who the fuck's this guy? Yeah, yeah. Who's walking up to this music? <laughs> Favorite high school jam? High school jam. Well, I went to high school like four years ago. I don't know if that's going to okay. make you guys feel old. Why uh, you, I'm not sure why you have to turn that. I mean, yeah. you could have just told us that and not, I mean, not took that. <laughs> it might be. Like, like, I, I hope that's not a, uh, a knock at you guys because you're old as fuck. That's basically what you just told us right now. But we, uh, yeah. That's so I we were very much, <laughs> me and my group of friends, uh, Drake oriented when we were jamming. Okay. Out. So, so y'all will cry and shit. That's cool. No, I think we'll, I think we'll go. We got to go with the motto. The motto. Drake and Lil Wayne. The okay. Motto. That was when middle school and high school, like that was what we listened to, especially playing baseball and doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, we were listening to the motto. Since you're that young, let's go to middle school. If you could roast yourself of something that you were into in middle school, what would that thing be? Oof. Um, wearing way too many. Um, armbands and wristbands yes all this other stuff uh during little league or travel ball just like rocking uh-huh. the the sunglasses it been and better. The eye black uh-huh. i would have roasted myself it, it would have been better if, if you did it like at school like you were trying to be nelly remember we had like wristbands <laughs> and shit that was that was the style dude it, it was like anytime you had a little league game as many wristbands as you can fit on your arm and back yeah. <laughs> and eye black whatever all you, See, you call it baseball swag i'm so jealous because as a kid you know during little league I always wanted to, you know, do that stuff, flare it up a little bit. And my dad was just like, there's no fucking way you're going on the field. Like, yeah, like <laughs> take that shit off. So like, my dad was probably saying the same so yeah. Still, yeah. I, I, oh, I never yeah. got that uh, opportunity. Smacked but, you in the head. I mean, maybe it was a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, lastly, what's the thing you're mostly into besides baseball? Mostly into besides baseball. I think that's a shitty way to answer. I mean, you got what I'm saying, but like, I feel like maybe there's a way, a better way I could phrase it. I'm right. not going to right now, but I think. So like another sport, like I can't pick another no, sport. Not, not sport related. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, you, could, you could technically, if you wanted to. It's yeah, up to you. No, you can do whatever I'll, the fuck you want. There's no rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no rules. No parents here. All right. I, well, okay. Then I, I'm just a huge uh, soccer fan, both both domestically and abroad. I'm a Chelsea FC fan. I got my little sign up here, but I'm really into the Tampa Bay Rowdies who are like a second division U S soccer team who are also in their conference finals this weekend. So we talk about Tampa Bay teams, God damn it. It. but soccer's a sport <laughs> that uh, I mean, I got into just like really got into like five or six years ago. And uh, it's kind of like, it's very niche, you know, waking up at seven 30 in the morning to watch English soccer games. But that, that, that's, that's really what I've gotten into and made, made a lot of friends along the way. So that's my answer. Well, I appreciate that, Brett. We appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, we're going to let you go, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, last minute, uh, I know it was probably like, wait, 
yeah, sure, I'll go on. Oh, wait, like in an hour? Fuck, <laughs> but we appreciate you <laughs> taking, taking the time, man. No, thank, thank you, guys. You guys seem like a ton of fun. I'll definitely be listening to the podcast throughout throughout the World Series and after, and no matter what I appreciate that, goes, man. So. Th- I appreciate guys. that, man. We'll we'll definitely be like I said, um, off season when there's trades and stuff. It might be fun to you know yeah. hop on and revisit, man. We'll definitely be hitting you up. You'll be our, our resident Rays guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Appreciate your time. We'll we'll see you later. Awesome. Thanks, guys. As always, this episode was brought to you by Renovation Candle Company, where you can save twenty percent off your entire order. Use promo code Benches at checkout. Holiday and winter collection is dropping October 23rd at 9 a.m. So make sure you get on that. Get yourself some nice Christmas candles and all that good stuff. Christmas candles, Halloween candles. You can't possibly celebrate a holiday without the right candle or else you're a bitch. That's the way it is. You are a certified bitch. B-I-T-C-A, head bitch in charge. That is not you. You are just a regular bitch. You are not no New York. That's the way it is. And thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to be following us on Instagram, Betches Cleared Podcast, and on Twitter, Betches Cleared P. And fuck Aubrey Huff. Because he was, he was fucking like <laughs> Because he was an X-ray. And as the, the chancellor of temporary Rays fans, we don't claim him. Fuck Aubrey Huff. And he thank you guys. No we'll, home. No home we'll, we will see you guys after the World Series where Tyler's going to be crying. And I can't wait to be there. I sincerely doubt it. Go Dodgers. <laughs> Dodgers in six. Predicted it before the season even started. Let's fucking go. Rally Bears. Thank you guys. Rally Bears here. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>